which is called The Science Podcast. And these are a, a couple of atheists that run this podcast. So I thought you'd be interested to hear what they say. This is only one little bit, it's like it's over half an hour, and I couldn't play you the whole thing because I'd have to have so many beeps in it bleeping out uh, the expletives. Because you can't pray in this shit's a space! Tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by Riza Eslan. Am I, am I saying that right? Yeah, I don't really. Only I don't know. Primarily read his name, yeah. so I'm probably not saying that. It right. doesn't matter. Everyone knows who we're talking about. That one dick who retweeted this out of, completely out of context, where Sam Harris is representing the like extremist opposite points and for some reason somebody cut it out of context and posted it and said well sam harris is racist this is what they do constantly they don't actually argue his points they just misrepresent what he's saying and now everybody thinks he's an asshole or some sort of bigot or something like that and i don't i mean i don't know why we would expect intellectual honesty of any kind from reza but you know but yeah but why who who cares about the facts gives a shit about intellectual honesty and anyways it's like but easy easy target in this case isn't it because like people a lot of people already hate on sam harris so like let's take an out of context quote from sam harris who people already feel so well, you know and, what i mean it's just like well, and, low-hanging fruit and he's at this talking point. to yeah and he's talking to majid nawaz who's apparently according to the southern poverty law center which is a fucking joke now apparently is a anti-Muslim extremist, yes. but good for good for Majid that he's actually suing uh, the SPLC, who still can't provide. And we I talked about this with Harry last week near the end of the episode. Uh, they can't provide any semblance of justification. Yeah, it's just reasons right. because reasons like that <laughs> because reasons be- because this person says something that makes me slightly uncomfortable yeah. so therefore bigot yeah i mean that's that's kind of kind of where it's at so like thank you internet for like i don't know just giving people a place being for being awful giving people a place to like pull quotes make something new of them whatever i mean it's just like <laughs> give them continue life to but to to his credit he's given sam a bunch of free traffic i'm yeah. sure to episode 59 oh for sure for sure, because of, of Sam's podcast, like any any listening is good listening, isn't it? Like more ears on the stuff. It's I I, I don't know. People don't know how to people, how to social media, I mean, how to do anything. It's just like <laughs> I I don't know. People don't know how to be humans sometimes. That's a lot of times exactly what we. It's kind of what we said uh, back in January when we talked about how you maybe shouldn't punch people purely based on their differing ideology. That episode kind of exploded. Because we said, because we said a thing that people want. Because <laughs> he said something so controversial <laughs> that maybe you shouldn't like cut a bitch just because they make you upset. Oh goodness! I'm sorry. That's a straw man. They don't say cut. They say you should punch them, punch. but then they never tell you how many times. Is it once? Is it twice? Just on the face? Can I do it on the nose? What if I break There's something? No Who's on the rules. hook for that? We d- we're not going to have affordable health care anymore. So somebody's got to pay for it. Yeah, we're we're not going to have anything so we anymore. Never, the, we never think about the this. world is burning, and so as it burns, do you want to introduce yourself and me and whatever the fuck we're doing here? Maybe. I don't know. Do I think do I? I think you do. Be, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? That, I mean, that's where. That's the what question. is here? Where am I? Oh, I'm I'm what is, currently what is what? I'm currently just treading water somewhere. So um, so if you want to just do our thing, like it sounds like the last year of my <laughs> life. It's just me, just perpetually. 
just maintaining the status quo and everything's okay. Everything's fine. I promise. I, yeah, um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. Just... We are a professional <laughs> podcast. Uh, hello, and thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Dan Broadman, and as always, I'm joined by my – she did not put did in it. an adjective here, nothing. so just my – Mm, friend but see like you can't have silence when you're doing this because then people are like wait did, did my phone fuck up did no. like did it cut no, out like i did did somebody die no no everybody's in a constant state of dying but but i just i had i had nothing for myself this week i had no i had no adjective well, and i have nothing for you for myself so you have nothing for me the world has but hey we're gonna see me. each other we are we're gonna see each other we're gonna see each other later this week yeah. At Nexus, we are. we're going to see each other, and I'm super hopefully, stoked. Hopefully, hopefully I get this. Hopefully I get this edited and posted before Nexus. Yes, you will. That way, yes. Otherwise, it's not going to make any sense. It'll be a wait. This is uh, supposed to have happened last but week. You know what? And though, it didn't. like because we are talking about Nexus being in the future. You like this is incentive to make sure that this episode gets out on time, so that we're not like liars. You know, we're not making well, shit and let up. Let me blow your mind with something. Blow my mind in the future yeah. the past has already happened yeah time's a flat circle i don't even know anything anymore so <laughs> and then and then yeah. i'm not even going to just see you next or th- this weekend i was going to see you next weekend when you come in like stay with me i know for a few days we're, we're just going to be like actually living in the same physical space for a little time like i, I feel like we should do have to clean yeah that's all right we we're going to need to do some kind of live stream or something i think when we're together because that'll just some sort of something. something, some sort of something. I don't know, but not not that anybody really cares that we're in the same room. But like, why not? Maybe there's like two people out there that are like, oh, Natalie and Dan are in the same place. Well, we'll have Yay. yeah, we'll have we'll have Jeff here. He's going to come and stay. I think Saturday night, and he's okay. driving in from Jeff, uh, uh, the pit atheist. It's going to be here too. So it, we see we do such a poor job of self promotion yeah. here. Like I do, I do, I do a decent job in other places, but here it's complete shit because I haven't even talked about why you're going to be coming here yeah. next weekend, we talk and about that's it? because we're going we're going to be doing our first ever live show at uh, Indie PopCon. Yeah, like that's it, it's kind of a strange thing that that a convention it's wants us certainly to, a thing it's a noun it, it's a thing it's a proper it's like, noun but that they want us well it's not a proper noun i guess they want it? us to no. speak in front of people it's been a minute they, since i took ap english they trust yeah, they trust right. us to speak in front of other humans like i'm i'm amazed and i don't and know flattered. what i'm gonna say i can be we've we've not prepped like at all we'll prep for this I, hey we probably should we're we're gonna have a business meeting this weekend at nexus Company I, meeting, company meeting. Not well. We will be able to have a company meeting because yeah. Alice will be there. There are who is we, we've given her the title of executive producer of the podcast. We don't. Nobody knows what that means. No, it, and it doesn't really matter. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Just oh, like really if matters. you have a title, just own it and just go with it. And like whatever, people will will just be like, yeah, that well, thing. We're we are millennials, so we don't like labels. No, fuck labels. Just who cares. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have a company meeting. We'll plan our indie popcorn thing. We'll then we'll do that. I keep calling it popcorn. It's popcorn. Or whenever I type it on my phone, popcorn. whenever I type it on my phone, indie my popcorn. phone says popcorn. I'm like, well, that what what kind of convention would that be? Just like popcorn. When you have you eat popcorn, popcorn and movies, popcorn and movies. But instead, this is video games. And um, well, it's, full, it's full disclosure, not just video. It's, I uh, it's know how to play Mario. Basically, all it. things. Yeah, it's it's basically like all things nerd, nerd. 
related. So there's a lot of YouTubers. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a bunch of different podcasts that are going to be there. Uh, some celebrities and stuff. Of course, celebrities, because you and me. Of, co- uh, of course. But, right. That's like fucking hilarious. Extremely, extremely narrow, small <laughs> niche. Yeah. Yeah, no. No. Like, a few people on the internet know that I exist. That's it. That's it. And, and yeah, and well, like you have, you have a fucking Facebook empire. So you're a, you're a local celeb there too. Like you're, it's your hometown. Well, that's why they reached, yeah, that's why they reached out to me. Yeah. And that's what they, that's what they tell me. And I go, yep. I go, well, at first, their first contact was a local YouTuber. And I was like, well, hold on a minute. (laughs) Let's talk about our YouTube channel. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the YouTube channel. You should follow it. The Science Enthusiast Podcast on YouTube. All or don't. 120 subscribers we have on there because we don't know how to use YouTube. We We're just Facebookers. Use it, right. Yeah. We essentially just use it as a backup yeah. <laughs> recording in case shit goes crazy with Zencaster, which has saved our ass twice now. Yeah. So. But no, you're, you're a local celebrity. It's awesome. And I get to ride your coattails. Like, Cool. Well, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to so do it. Might as well be you <laughs> writing me. Do you want me to talk about a god of the week now? Are we, are we not doing phrasing? <laughs> We're not doing yes, phrasing because speaking the- of like religion and gods, because they don't do phrasing either. Um, I'm going to make it like short and sweet this week because um, we are going to be going into sort of a a Christian god centric, you know, episode this week because it's the archiversary. But um, the god that we're just going to feature this week because why not is just like straight up God, like Old Testament version of God, though. Like, okay, Ken Ham, who we're going to talk about in this episode with his arc, like, he built a theme park, essentially devoted to the workings of... Like, the shittiest theme ever. The shittiest theme ever. Like, like our God of the week, if we want to, you know, do Old Testament God, like, he's the asshole from you know those ancient books it was like yeah like i am all for genociding the planet like he's the 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 og of he, he really is he's the guy you know sky dad who just raged against his people whenever they didn't do exactly what he wanted like yeah. can you imagine can you imagine that like angsty like instead of rage against the machine rage against <laughs> rage people against like, everybody what? he was raging against everybody <laughs> so like he was the kind of dude that was like hey parents kill your children hey i'm super obsessed with like you know foreskins and like cutting (laughs) you are perfect in every way because i created you but like cut cut the tip of your dick off the tip of your dick like i over the past few months had done a little podcasting about like the old testament elsewhere and like it just seemed like all the time there was stuff about foreskins like they were super into it and like piles of dick skins everywhere but anyways god was it Old Testament. Oh, God. I miss this. Yeah, I'll I'll send you some episodes. Um, like piles of like, piles of there was a, there was a story. Yeah, there was a equal story. Parts terrified and aroused. I know there was a story, and I'm forgetting which book of the Old Testament it was in. But like one of the like characters had to like go and like kind of collect like a lot of foreskins, and he just piled them up. Collect them as yeah, if like, as if people like were they using yeah, them as currency? I don't I don't they had to, like see, I gotta is, go down to the forest. This is where bank. like I really I wish I remembered this better, but I just but I remember <laughs> saying the Do you though? I, Do you? I yeah, I don't know. There for reasons, but there I remember writing and saying the phrase like hill of foreskins, I think. But anyways, 
Um, I think mound of foreskin. Mound of foreskin. Yeah. Little... So, but like this was this was God. He was such an asshole. He just like he would he just wanted to kill people and snip dicks. And so then, and that those are going to rot. Like those aren't going to keep. Like we're, we're talking, we're good. talking Bronze Age. Yeah. That's not gonna. That's not gonna yeah. stay good. No. There's no refrigeration. There's no. No, it's. I mean, we in the the Egyptians like way over there who apparently totally missed out on the global flood that yeah. uh, totally happened. Uh, you know, they we don't have their preservation techniques. No. So, no, so, I mean, what are they doing? Like, how are they keeping these foreskins unless God is protecting the foreskins just at that think, particular moment in time? I think, he, I think he must have. But so, like... We got to get to the bottom of this. I know. There, this there's is, a, lot this of, is... a lot of in-depth research I need to do. But, um, so, God, anyways... <laughs> I'm going to spend a lot of time Googling I, tonight. I'm just going to... That's what I'm doing tonight. I'm just going to Google foreskins. Well... No, I'm not. Anyways, um, he, so God, asshole, he would like. Did you just say he? he. No, I did. No, I didn't. I, I, we're gonna, we're gonna edit this out. It's gonna go at the end. I'm just gonna have you say he, 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 he. he. I hate. It's gonna be great. I hate you so much. So we'll, we'll make podcasting great uh, again. We were incapable of doing that. So, anyways, this God, asshole, God, he would bring his people kind of back into the fold. Then he'd get mad at them again. Then he'd like you know, kill lots of them. And like, it was like genocide and repeat pretty much. That was his MO. And so then, you know, tons of time later, here comes, you know, Ken Ham, who's like, everything that this God did was totally cool. I want to build a theme park in Kentucky. Well, to to Ken's credit though, he fully admits that it's not, it's the Bible's not a great story that it, it's it's not a it, that's even why he has near the beginning of the arc has the fairy tale yeah. arc room that memes itself uh, that he he's complaining that so many people treat it as if it is like this great fairy tale like oh and they were all happy and yada 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 and it, he's like no like this was awful yeah. like everybody died it was a miserable month and a week and well it, it was 40 days but then like it took some time for for the water to to go down where did the water go nobody knows don't ask them they we won't get a straight answer but it went somewhere and you know yeah but it doesn't need to make sense does it because god right. yeah so okay so they're amen yeah, amen old testament god and then like after we do probably a little commercial break or something we're gonna talk about the we're not supposed to say commercial break oh. because they may or may not oh, play. Okay. I I'm really angry at Blog Talk Radio. Oh, okay. I don't I don't like how so, I don't like their user interface. I don't like how the fact that whenever I'm entering notes for an episode, yeah. I can for no reason at all like bump the back switch and I lose everything. There's no warning. No, hey, are you sure you want to do this, dumbass? No, just gone. It's just like just go fuck yourself. Gone. Done. And it and it's yeah. yeah and it's out there. And then and then whenever I go to actually look at stats, the stats are confusing as hell. I'm not sure it actually. I transferred the RSS feed over, so I think we lost some listeners. Aww. So I'm just in. I'm just angry, and I don't know. Anyway, I am yelling to the wrong people you're just, right now. You're just yelling, yelling into the the blog talk radio void. But but we <laughs> but we are going to. Yeah, talk. they they say just to take a break, and then you can play some music, and then plug, and then we may or may oh, not okay. plug in a commercial there. So so this, this would be a good time to remind listeners if you want an ad free listening experience. Go to patreon.com slash TSC podcast and you'll get early access to all this stuff. Plus ad free listening experience. Cool. And then we'll talk about yeah. the arc when, whenever they come back yeah, from whatever this is. You can give us money, which is like the coolest thing anybody can do ever. Yeah, I need it. 
please. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I need it. We like the company needs it to fly your ass here. Well, yeah, I know. I know. All right. So so <laughs> then we do then the interview happens. Um So we'll be yeah, we'll be right back after the break. are live uh, right now on the Science Enthusiast Podcast with not one but two guests. Uh, first, we have uh, the most popular and reoccurring guest that we've ever had on the show, uh, our, our favorite Freedom From Religion Foundation uh, attorney and atheist Captain America, Andrew Seidel. <laughs> A pleasure. Thank you for having me on. It's always fun to be on with you guys, especially since we know Ken Am is watching this right now. He's He's ready to get the weeps all set because (laughs) if a couple of atheists were talking on the podcast, so yeah. And I'm I'm still angry that I'm still angry that he flip flops and can't make a commitment. Is it beep or bleep? Like make a decision, make a commitment to one and stick with it. He'll tell us next time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And also, uh, we are joined by Jim Helton of the Tri-State Freethinkers. Uh, from, we'll say, there's a lot of tri-states. We'll say that's what, like Kentucky, Ohio, <laughs> Kentucky, Indiana. Ohio, Indiana. Uh, and uh, we actually met, uh, we're, we're on here today to talk about the Mark Encounter and the protests that uh, you organized last year and organizing again this year. Uh, we actually met uh, at, at that and it was, I was blown away uh, by my, just how cool it was and, and all the people that were there. So, Jim, thank you so much for taking some time out of your afternoon to join us. Oh, my pleasure. Excited to be on. So, the the, the Ark Encounter is turning turning one. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Happy uh, birthday! In, a, in, a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, happy something. Um, happy something. <laughs> so, what, why don't you, Jim, uh, why don't you just uh, start off by just telling us uh, a little bit about, like, what, what you did last year and, and what you're doing again uh, this year to, to, to celebrate? Sure. I, I actually live in whatever. <laughs> Celebrate's not a good word, but I actually live in between the Grace <laughs> Museum and the Ark Encounter. So just to put mm. things in perspective, uh, we put a protest that got international attention. We had six documentary film crews, including the Bill Nye film and We Believe in Dinosaurs. So I'm excited about that, that we'll actually be in the Bill Nye film. We had Dan Barker from the Freedom From Religion there, uh, David Silverman, President of American Atheist, Aaron Ra. Uh, we had also Larry Decker from the Secular Coalition for America, and we had a huge turnout. It was it was just an amazing event, all the attention. I think the one thing we accomplished, which was our goal, was to change the story. Mm-hmm. If you looked at a lot of the pieces around the arc, a lot of them were fluff pieces and, and nice things in the general media. I mean, obviously, atheist blogs were picking it apart, but the general media was fairly kind to the arc. Uh, around that time, the majority of all the articles written after that protest or during were negative towards the ARC and talk about how they discriminate and it was anti-science and all of our talking points. So we were very happy about that. But as times passed, we've seen some of that go away. So we want to make sure people are aware of all the negative things on the ARC. So we decided to do it again. That's awesome. Just like, because it hasn't gone away in a year and Ken Ham likes to talk about it and how (laughs) great it's doing. And, uh, 
Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and, and that's something that's something we haven't uh, they haven't published the the numbers, the attendance numbers for it yet. So we're kind of in the state of guessing, uh, you know, what is going to be. We know it's not going to be what they predicted and what they forecasted, uh, but we're I believe we're going to find out in a couple of weeks because they actually have to start paying out the the rebate uh, that's uh, from from the state for the taxes. Is that right? It's not going to be anywhere near the numbers Ken Ham predicted of the two and a half to three million, but it's going to be closer to a million people, which is which is still a lot that are coming to see mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I think. I mean, so I think considering how it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but the point is, right? He knows these numbers right now. He could he could he gets daily reports. I'm sure. If not, he certainly gets <laughs> weekly reports. He knows the numbers, and instead of yeah. ever releasing them and just saying this is the visitation. He always kind of does these these hazy, these foggy, oh, we're getting lots and lots of people. Just look at the video. Just look at the video. And all you have to do, Ken, is just give us facts, man. Give us evidence. Give us data. That's what we want to see. Um, but, yeah, I agree with Jim. I, I, I think probably there will be a little over a million that, uh, that we see, um, which is, is not – what they were estimating, you know, they said 2 million at first, then they revised that down to 1.4. So uh, it's still half what they initially expected. So there is, there is some silver lining in there that, that it's not doing as well as they, they hoped. And in the meantime, the city's going bankrupt. It's not doing any, they gave away so much to get it. The yeah. city and County are in major, major financial mm -hmm. trouble. Yeah, it's, it's been a huge hit. That's one of the things that has been nice in the news. You know, we've we've been seeing a lot of these news stories mentioning that there is not the revival that everybody was hoping to see from the ARC. And that's because, uh, you know, the ARC provides everything it needs. There's no reason for people to go to the city. Well, it's see, so far away so from hard. the city, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, like, this area was looking for some kind of, like, economic boom because of this ridiculous theme park, like, it really sucks for that area that it's not, you know... They're not well, even seeing what, any benefit like that. That's a problem. And that's one of the things that a lot of the secular organizations, including FFRF and AU, we were all pointing this out at the beginning that the math here doesn't work. Not only are the estimates wrong, but you know this is a bad deal for all the governments involved. And I think they they ignored that because of the religious aspect of the park. I think there's there's this you know assumption that that no. It's it's religious. It's Christian. These are Christian people. They they would not mislead us in any way, shape, or form. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be okay out of this. And yeah. I mean, religion is nothing if not misleading. The good Christian values, maybe, <laughs> like that, like in quotes, the thing that they probably could sell with that to that population, right? A little bit more easily than to maybe some other places. But common sense would tell you when we drove there, you could put Disneyland where the Ark was and it wouldn't help the town out. You go to yeah. the right, the Ark's right there. You're not going to go to the mile to the town where there's virtually nothing. Just the pure location of it is not going to benefit the town. I noticed that the day we drove up, that this was going to be an issue. This should have been common sense. I, I agree completely. Well, you, when, when we were there filming the, the commercial, the FFRF commercial inside the park that, that Ken Ham hated so very very much um we actually we did stop and go to the town and we got a cup of coffee at this this really great coffee shop with a tattoo parlor in back and it was an art gallery as well it was it was a really a nice little gem in in the town but it was it was kind of it everything else was you know sort of tumbleweeds going through um 
So it, it, it really wasn't seeing any of the impact that I think they were expecting. Though if anybody does go, I highly recommend that coffee shop slash tattoo parlor slash art gallery. <laughs> See, we can, we can plug that. That's what people should go for. And then we, we just really spread the word about this. this but they've had businesses, they're, they're, even the mayor store that has been open in the family for years is closing down. Restaurants are closing down. They're, they're starting to close down this year. They've had a number of closures just from it not helping. So it's just, so the Ark will just exist in a ghost town. Basically. Like, pretty much. It's just, and, like, that's and meanwhile, so they're talking about Yeah, but meanwhile, they're talking about expanding. Like, you know, they're going to they're gonna build a big amphitheater out there, and they're, uh, you know, I think they're building another restaurant, maybe. A anyway, Tower so of they, Babel. Yeah, the Tower of Babel, yeah. And the yeah. Seven Plagues ride. <laughs> I can't make this oh up. My God. Wait, that, wait, that's real? <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah, oh I think God. the Tower of Babel is phase two. The Seven Plagues ride, I think, is phase three, if I'm not mistaken. That's like next level bullshit crazy. Wow. I don't, I don't understand how you make that into a ride. <laughs> like, well, they got that new diorama of gladiators <laughs> fighting giants yep. and dinosaurs, and everybody sent this to me or commented when we posted it, saying that's funny. But you, you know, they thought it was a spoof that we made it up. Nobody believed they really <laughs> put that in there. They thought we were doing that, and I'm like, no. Like, I, I had a link to Ken Ham's blog to show they were proud of this. Like, this wasn't us making fun of them. They but did that's it themselves. The thing, they, they are, they are a parody, uh, like or. They are like the onion of amusement parks. Like it's, it shouldn't be real. It doesn't seem real, but it is. And oh, I mean, still over a million people have decided it was worth a trip. Yeah. Like, the one thing that I, the one thing that I think is interesting about the visitation and Jim and I mean, maybe you can speak to this too is there's not. I don't think there's a reason to go back. I guess maybe if they're right. expanding yeah. it and we're building these rides, but right now it is just. I mean, it's, it's basically just dioramas and plaques that you read. Like, there's no reason to visit this like you would with Disney World every single year or with Disney World where you can only get, you know, a little part of one of the parks done in a day. Um, so I think those numbers are going to continue to go down as, as has been predicted. But um, I don't know, Jim, well, what do you think about it? It's, it's a lot of empty space. And now yeah. I toured it right when it opened, and I actually had the pleasure of going through it with Bill Nye. Like, they didn't have handles on. The, you know, there were signs missing. <laughs> it clearly wasn't finished. Like, it clearly wasn't finished, but they had a deadline uh, to that. My favorite part of the whole thing with touring with Bill Nye is we set up to have pictures with kids, you know, for selfies because it was their birthday, and they had to do a protest on their birthday, was that Bill Nye looked at me at the end of it and said, I, I'm surprised they let you in. <laughs> you know, security came up to me as soon as I walked in the door and followed me around. I did. I had a personal escort the entire time I was there. That was nice. Very nice. That's so nice. What do they think you're going to do? Uh, they just, I walked in right to where they were. Security went up to me and said, hi, Jim, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> and, and then they brought me over. They introduced me. They actually were at our protest. So the ARC had about several employees and volunteers at our protest, about a half dozen of them the entire time. <clears throat> Uh, so they were actually pretty nice. They gave us a tour and, and we talked and I got to watch Arn Ra and them debate. Cause normally when you're there, you have to be fairly quiet about the exhibits, you know, or they'll kick you out. Well, Arn Ra and, and this gentleman were just going at it full voice and drawing their own crowd debating each exhibit where <laughs> Arn was doing it from a scientific point of view and ripping them apart. And I was going at it from a, a morality point of view of this is, horrible this is a story about genocide and incest and you yes. built a park around it for children like am i the only one that thinks There's this something is wrong. Something wrong. 
Yeah. You know, hence our billboard, which started this whole thing, you know. Now, oh, Jim, yeah, the billboard for anyone who doesn't know, what was the billboard? So we, we proposed a billboard that said Genocide and Incest Park. Uh, and it got international attention. We had a billboard company willing to put it up. Once it got so much media exposure, they didn't put it up. So we had a mobile billboard company do it. And then he got feared for his life, so he wouldn't do it. We even slapped censored stickers over everything. So you couldn't read anything. It was just, it was like six censored stickers. That's all it was in a boat. We even slapped censored stickers over the giraffe's heads. No animals, no nothing. Not one company in the U.S. would put it up, even censored. And we went, we even went to Australia where Ken Ham's from to see if they would put it up and, and they wouldn't. So American Atheist printed it out for us. We had a 15 foot banner we put on the opening day there. It was like Genocide and Incest Park. We had signs that were like this exit when you got off the exit. It was, <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was amazing. amazing. But then you, I mean, the, in the amount of press, I cannot stress that enough. Like this, the protest started from 10 to two at eight 30, they had me mic'd up. I was doing nonstop interviews till 1230 where I asked to take a little lunch break and then continued that till 330. Like I didn't see the press, the New York times, Miami Herald, Washington post. I was doing Fox and friends live. Uh, we were shooting stuff from the UK, France, Germany. It went everywhere. And when I told the stories of like, they made you sign a vow of chastity saying you couldn't have sex the reporter in England laughed and asked me, told me I was the funniest interview she did because I stick to the facts. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was talking about these things and she had to, she cut the interview, fact checked me and called me back, apologizing and screaming like, I can't believe all this crap's true. <laughs> like she just did not believe me when I was going through the laundry list of what the ARC was doing. Well, and this is the crazy thing about it because everything about it is unbelievable. Like what you're talking about from the discrimination, the chastity vows, the statement of faith down to fitting that many animals on a boat, dealing with mm -hmm. the, the fluids and the, you know, the amount of water that it would take to rain that much, 10 Atlantic oceans by my back of the napkin calculations. <laughs> Everything about it is unbelievable. And yet they spent millions and millions of dollars building something that is just thoroughly unbelievable. It's amazing. It's, and did you notice the wife's names? Yes, Did they you invented know? wife's names, yeah. Do you, know, do you know how they got those? So speaking of Disneyland, we were going through there, and we asked one of their scholars, like, hey, these wives have names. Do you know something we don't? Like, is there a discovery sure. that we don't know about? Well, Jim, we, should, said, we, should, we should tell people, for people who don't know, the, the wives on board are not named. Like many of the women in the Bible, they don't have names. Uh, Samson's mom doesn't have a name. Jephthah's daughter, who he kills uh, because God tells him to. Uh, doesn't have a name and uh, including the wives on board but at the ark park they do have names so one of them is named after a disney character ariel and we asked how they came up with this and they said oh one of the one of the daughters of the employees likes ariel and we took a vote so they did a popular vote is how they came up with the names for the for the ark encounter wives that's the way they did it in the bible days too yeah they just like so. they voted on like the names of people yeah it makes so the absolute that's that's sense as the official story so i don't see why not. i don't see the problem with it <laughs> but I guess when everything's unbelievable, it seems like somewhere it has to be like that we're just bullshitting people and say, and like making up stories, but it's all, but it's all true how unbelievable it seems. Yes. Like, but, and we're laughing about this, but if you ever go through it, Andrew, you could probably speak to this too. Like the families and children that go through it, believe it. Like when I yes. came walking out there, 
families were approaching me. They're like, how was it? Is it exciting? And I'm like, that's not the word I would use. Like, uh, it's something. It was interesting. Yeah. They were thrilled. Not yet finished. They truly buy it. And they tell their kids, when I went through uh, the Creation Museum, Ark Encounter, I mean, people, they're like, you're going to burn in hell if you don't believe this. Like, they were very adamant about it. It was scary. Well, and, and that's one of, that. it was, to me, far and away, the saddest aspect of my visit to the park was, was seeing these, these children there and knowing that they're basically just being indoctrinated and, and mm -hmm. told to shut your brain off. All that, all those curious questions that you have coming up, like, like, well, how would, how would they feed this? All that stuff. Just don't ask questions because the, the park does not answer any of these questions. It purports to, so that's what it's trying to do, but it just, it ends up raising far more than it asks. So to, to me, that was just, it was the saddest part of the visit, but it is also, you know, this is why I get up in the morning and come to the Freedom From Religion Foundation and fight these fights and write to every school district in a five state radius and explain to them that if you take your kids on a field trip to the ark, we're going to sue you. You know, that, that's why I do what I do. So it, it was sad, but it's also, it's, it's motivating in, in a way. Um, that was one of the things that came out of the ark protest is the amount of violations we received. Some of them, which were forwarded to FFRF was Grant County where it's located yeah. out of. We, we had 14 pages of violations that came out of there. Uh, from a couple parents in schools the, and the we, high school band performing at yeah, the opening. They, they had a pastor of the high school listed yeah. on their website. That was his job title, who happens to be one of my in-laws, believe it or not. Uh, I didn't realize <laughs> that, but yeah. You didn't so realize was, it was your in-laws or? Uh, it was my wife's mom's stepdad's brother. It was like oh, a, really but there, there was a <laughs> connection there. And, and, you know, and right before the letter goes out, my wife's like, uh, that's going to be a problem. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm still sending it. Like, I'm sorry, but it was, but they had so many violations that were such egregious, but the, the good news is, which we didn't publicize too much because they're working with us is all 14 pages of violations have been removed and they're doing ongoing training with their staff, uh, on the separation church and state. We know because of the staff though, yeah. there's still ongoing violations, but they're now trying to be proactive and working to maintain that where I think the attitude in the past was kind of screw you. We don't care. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. that's been, a, that's been a good outcome, you know, from all this. And I, I think, it, I think it's important to, to note that, that the goal isn't to sue people. The goal is yes. if anything to, to educate, mm -hmm. to say, Hey, you can't do this because it's not, separation of church and state you're you're blending the two here and we can't do that with if we're spending public money on this we can't merge these two things together and in not to sue them not to control tell them what to believe because you can believe whatever you want you just don't use public money to do it or to to promote it yeah, yeah no, Dan, that's a perfect point and it's it's something that's really important that we we strive to do here at ffrf you know i mean i write we write a thousand letters every year to, and half of those are go to school districts. In fact, I was actually just writing a letter before we got on this call about a couple of violations and, and the attorney for the school district said, take me off your mailing list. And I had to point out that it's not a mailing list. It's but not it. Your, well, I mean, your school's doing something wrong. If you're, if you're off our mailing list, I'm taking you to court, which, which we don't want to do. I don't want to sue a public school, especially a public school near the ARC that is being, you know, the county's being bankrupt. The schools are taking a hit, right? I don't want to take money out of the public schools. But we are willing to stand up and protect those students' rights of conscience. And if 
we have teachers or staff imposing their religion on other people's children, yeah, you can bet we will be willing to sue over that. But the goal is always to resolve it without that. So it's an important point there. Yeah. And the like the hope is obviously that, you know, I mean, obviously people are taking their children there and indoctrinating them, which is really sad because it's sort of this monument of like anti-intellectualism and ignorance and all of this, but you cannot bring that into public schools. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that, that's the thing teachers, that's, yeah, yeah. it's so awful about it. It is a lie to children, you know, that, that they spent millions of dollars just, mm -hmm. just lying to kids. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's what makes well, it so yeah. awful. Because it's a curiosity killer because you're just told to go in there and accept it all at face value. And like, that's the last thing we want to do. Like, you know, those of us who are parents, it's like we want to instill curiosity and inquisitiveness in children and like raise the next generation of like skeptical free thinkers, like all of that good stuff. And the arc is kind of the end and it, the fact that it exists, there's like something offensive about that, that it can exist and, you know, do some damage, I think, in the way that we're getting or trying to help children think. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, Jim, I unfortunately, you and I were talking and I can't make it to the protest this year. I will 100% be there next year. But I have, a, I have a very important question for you. Are you actually right. going to have porta potties this year? <laughs> or are they going to be taken away from you again? <laughs> so that's an issue. Uh, we're attempting that again this year. Uh, for those that don't know, we multiple people would not deliver companies would not deliver porta potties to us, and we found one that would. But when the driver got near us, said, "Are you protesting the ark?" and refused delivery, so we could not get a porta potty to our protest. It was it, we were just like, "Wow!" So what we did was we found the same company that had porta potties right up the street, which they drove us to, and then we all took pictures with it with his company logo and us to let them know. Thanks for that so he didn't want to be branded with us but it was I, I we found it dumbfounding it was it was just a porta potty like and then i wrote them i wrote them a letter explaining that what they were doing violated the civil rights act because they were basically denying you service because you were non-believers yeah it, it was just wow you know this year we're, we're taking a little different approach this year last year we brought in a lot of you know national organizations we that was all of our partners were basically national organizations this year we're bringing on local organizations so we partnered a lot with the social justice movement between the united we stand who did the women's march the march for science cincinnati the lgbt community so we're rounding up all the local organizations here for this one still bringing a few big name speakers hemet menta the friendly atheist is going to be speaking we got phil ferguson from the phil ferguson show is going to be there john loftus is coming down and we're still looking to add a few more names to that the other thing we're excited about is not only we'll have the protest rally all together, it won't be separate this year, we're actually going to march from the protest site to the ARC because they have sidewalks this year. So we'll actually be able to be right in front of the ARC and I'm looking forward to marching on the ARC encounter, two by two. That's, that's exciting. Oh, that's, awesome. that's, uh, that's probably the first time that sidewalk's going to get used too. Yeah. <laughs> So we adopted the highway in front of the ark. So we do use it because we did adopt the highway in front of the ark and the creation museum. So that's always <laughs> our it. favorite volunteer activity. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, so I want to know, like, from what you've so it's a year old, just about. What's the what? What do you think the future of this place is? Because, like Andrew mentioned, though, like 
this is this I don't think is a repeat trip for tons of people. Like I'm sure like Dan, do you want to go back? You went once. You want to go back? <laughs> um I mean, I was like I said before, I was there opening day. It they didn't have yeah. the top floor open. They yeah. like a lot of it wasn't done. Um I drew on the on the third floor, I think, uh by one of the videos, they had like a display case of an arc that was covered in dust and I wrote in the dust, this is stupid. Um so I'd like to see <laughs> that still there. Um so I mean, you have some but, but, but at the same time, I don't want to drive three hours and then pay what $10 for parking and then what 35 for a ticket and sit on a shuttle. Yeah. It's $40 a ticket, $10 to park. It's not a, it's not a cheap event. I, I see it as being what the creation museum is. You know, when the creation museum opened every year, it had double digit increase decreases of tenants, roughly about 10%. It, it kept decreasing for five years in a row. I see the arc doing that, but the fact that it's starting at over a million people, you know, and they didn't finance it, you know, and they financed a lot of it with other people's money. I think they're going to be fine. Now, the sad thing is the Creche Museum tripled its attendance because of the ARC, because of the two for one. So while that was slowly deteriorating and going away, this ARC gave it a big, big boost yeah. uh, to now where they're looking to expand it. Yeah, the two for one because yeah. so close. And Ken Ham put it in Kentucky for a couple of reasons. One, two thirds of the entire U.S. population is within a one drive of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And Kentucky gave them everything they wanted and then some, you know, where I don't think any other state would have given them what they did with the separation church and state and all the incentives. Yeah. So with I, I, all I, that, I don't know. Indiana might have. I mean, <laughs> especially when Pence was in office. Mike Pence land. Yeah. So there's but a couple you, states like, out there. It, do you think this is like how long will this kind of place last? Like, Unfortunately, just, I think a long time. You think mm -hmm. a long time? I think it's going to be there. I think it's going to be there for a while. I mean, I, I see the, I talk to the people. I see the people. They're enthusiastic about it. Uh, it it's, it's not, you know, if people are predicting it's going to be bankrupt in the next couple of years, I think they're sadly mistaken as much as I would want to see that. I don't think it's going anywhere. Well, and I think I, Jim, I, you, you hit on the reason for that before. It's because they got such a sweet deal from the town, from the county, and from the state on the financing that it, it does it puts them in the black almost immediately that's how that's how nice the yeah. deal was yeah like to, to break this down 65 65 million was junk bonds okay that that was financed and the city helped put this on to sell them now when they pay their real estate taxes 75 percent of their real estate taxes go to pay back that junk bond so that so the county and state are paying back their loan two percent of the employees paychecks go back to paying that loan so they're not even paying their own loans back. They financed this so well. They were given 100 acres for like a dollar. Uh, they were given over $100,000 in cash by the county. With all these incentives, you look at this big project, they're not on the hook for $90 million or $100 million. You know, probably at their own money after all the rebates, it's less than $20 million for this huge project. They're operating profitable with only even only doing a half or a third what Canham predicted. And I even the county or city one of their people came out and said this is a bad deal they took it over they got elected afterwards They're like this is a bad deal they weren't against the art they're like we you know he did claim hey we still like the art it's doing well but it was a bad deal for the city they're now realizing that and just a couple of refinements for people who don't know a, a junk bond is is not a guaranteed bond it means that that 62 million in bonds that was issued that there's there's no if it defaults it's not guaranteed so it's just the the people who bought those bonds are just screwed basically is what that means. Um, and yeah, uh, you're, like you said, basically free land, free money, $18 million in incentives from the state. 
so it's it's just too, it's a sweet deal, which makes it very difficult uh, to predict that it's going to to go to go under to sink uh, real quick. And they get to maintain their discriminatory hiring practices. And this is probably what bothers me the most is the way they set this up between a nonprofit and a for-profit company, the entrance gate is Grink is a for-profit company that can receive tax incentives, but the actual boat itself is a nonprofit, which can discriminate it. So they're getting the best of both worlds, which is a huge problem. Well, and we, and we should to say too, for people who don't, who weren't following this when it happened, um, the, the state did yank the funds, the incentives, the $18 million in incentives because of these discriminatory hiring practices. And Ken Ham sued. Now, he, he won that case and he shouldn't have. And it was being appealed when Bevin got elected and decided not to continue the case and to go ahead and give Ken Ham that $18 million, therefore mooting it. So they, they, the case basically died. And I, I'm convinced Ham would have lost those yes. issues on appeal. There's, there's just no way. And he, I mean, he loves to talk about how he won won in court, but really what, what happened was Bevin won the election. Bevin. That's, that's and and really Bevin it. replaced the transportation cabinet overnight of the people that were opposing. So he yeah. did that overnight quickly. And then Ken Ham's suit was, I'm suing the state of Kentucky because they're discriminating against me, not allowing me to discriminate. Yes. Yeah. They're <laughs> discriminating against my religion. For you have to be tolerant of his intolerance. Yes. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. For people, pretty much. And for people who don't know Bevin, I just wrote to him a couple weeks ago because he is now trying to fight crime with prayer walks. The prayer. Yes. And, yes. And, like the, and like the that, bad thoughts and prayers bad are effective. of Louisville. Yeah. And he actually defended that when he got called out That's on it. He started calling out preachers, not just atheists. He started calling out preachers for for this. And this is and we're the year of the Bible, the second year in a row in Kentucky as well. So <sighs> that just, it, 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 it's an is issue. Real life. All this of this. Like, there's so much yeah. that shouldn't be happening because like yeah. separation. We, we, of we we invited Planned Parenthood to speak. I don't know if they'll be able to on an official basis or not, but basically on the premise that they're taking away all this money defunding Planned Parenthood and giving it to this religious organization instead of women's services. And you know, if you can do these things, there's no reason you should yeah. do that. We have we have one clinic that offers abortions in the entire state of Kentucky. They have shut them all down, but one. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a huge huge problem. Well, and that's the thing that is worth discussing and just putting out there is that what like what does money get spent on? It is a, you know, limited resource. And are we talking about like this weird religious boat or are we talking about women's health? Like, well, let's let's weigh those things in some sense and in, in, have in a Kentucky. Conversation. If you look at all the things Kentucky spends money on, like Kentucky spends 17 million dollars on abstinence only sex education. You know, they, they, if you look at all these issues, we're, we are funding religious agenda in our government by a lot. And if you look at all the equal rights things we're fighting, whether it would be proper science, women's rights, reproductive, separation, church and state, LGBT, like all these things, the religious right is on the wrong side of all of them. You know, and they're all basically equality issues that we need to stand up for. Okay, I got to get the pressing for one second because... Okay. The religious funding issue is about to get, in my opinion, a lot worse. Uh, there's a case that the Supreme Court has right now. They are going to decide it literally, literally any day. My guess is Monday. They'll hand the decision down. It's called Trinity Lutheran v. Comer. And it's basically about whether or not 
the government can give churches money when they have a program that's that's sort of open uh, to everybody. So, for instance, if if they're the, the case involves playgrounds, resurfacing playgrounds, and yeah. the, the state refused to give money to the church to resurface their playground because you're a church, you can then take the money that you save there and use it to proselytize people. Um, and I think this is going to be a bad decision. I think it's going to come down probably seven to two is my guess, maybe six to three, but um, it's going to be, it's going to be bad and we're going to have a big fight on our hands as a result of it. And I mean, it's, the floodgates I think are going to open in terms of cash going to churches, especially under the administration that we currently have. Um, I mean, Mike Pence has done a great job of stacking the cabinet with, with people like Betsy DeVos and Rick Perry and Scott Pruitt, who are, you know, they are evangelicals who we've, <laughs> FFRF has tangled with every single one of them in, in you know, other contexts. Um, you know, Rick Perry wanted to, when his state caught fire, he wanted to pray for rain. He held a huge prayer rally. Uh, Scott Pruitt defended the Ten Commandments on the Oklahoma courthouse lawn uh, to the point of of total inanity. So uh, this is this is going to everybody should watch out for it. You'll hear about it. And uh, you know, FFRF submitted an amicus brief. We we've tried. We're litigating similar cases in New Jersey. Um, anyway, it's it's going to be bad. I think. So hold on to your butts. Oh, our thing to worry about. Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you have your Jurassic Park poster in the background, so I do. So it's all it's all fitting. So hold on. And, and, the, and then we have the Johnson Amendment coming down the pipeline right. as well. And and I think the thing people aren't talking about when it comes to the Johnson Amendment, it's not that the preachers are speaking out and endorsing politics. They're already doing that, to be honest. It's they end up becoming super PACs. Because all that money is going to funnel to churches, not to super PACs, because it's tax deductible and it can remain hidden. So it's, it's, yeah, it turns it's churches into one big super from. PAC. And we have no idea where it's coming from. And all that money will funnel just through churches. So the Johnson Amendment scares me even more. Well, it should. And I mean, I could talk about, I could talk about that for another hour. Um, but FFRF we should, has we should actually, do a show about Johnson Amendment. Just we should I, do. I would I would highly recommend that. It, it's not sexy yeah. when you talk about it as the Johnson Amendment, but it, it is. Yeah. Jim hit the nail on the head. It is an incredibly important issue that people don't know enough about. And what they do know yeah. about, they they tend to think, oh, isn't that like a free speech thing for churches? And it's absolutely not. Um, I will say this: FFRF has sued Donald Trump over his executive order trying to to get rid of the Johnson Amendment. We've actually sued the IRS a couple times for not enforcing the Johnson Amendment right. and to to make sure that churches submit Form 990 so that the income to churches and the money coming in and out would be tracked if the Johnson Amendment ever went away. So we are very worried about this, and our organization is kind of on the forefront of fighting against it. Uh, we actually, our attorneys last week were on Capitol Hill lobbying about this very issue, explaining to legislators, you know, this is why you can't get rid of the Johnson Amendment, why you have to fight to keep it. And did a lot of education, opened a lot of eyes. It was good stuff. Yeah, I think I think maybe that is something for the future to, like, talk yeah. about more to our audience, just because it is. It's a big, it's a big thing. Right, like, and, and, it's, us, and it's, and it's the, yeah. And the, and the thought, the logic behind it is is not easily explained in, in 30 seconds. And by that time, a lot of people are, you know, moving on to scrolling on to something, something else. But yeah. yeah, I mean, just like you said, like we, you can't track that money. And so you're going to have churches that are basically the, these super PACs that can pull out ads and endorse whatever. And, and all of a sudden we have these easily influenceable people, whoever has given them the most money, that's probably who they're going to side with. 
that are literally churches controlling how elections go, especially in in uh, very you know religious conservative states like Kentucky and, and further down south. Mm-hmm. It's a huge problem. Yeah, Ugh, it's exhausting. Right. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Well, and, but that that's why we have people like you guys who are advocating for all of this and being outspoken about it, which is so important. Like it is important to have you know protest at the ark to just be like we still know that you're here absolutely thank you you know it's a bullshit <laughs> but i think it's important to for and be present because you know it's way too optimistic no probably but no by listening to what your speakers are saying and maybe maybe a little spark no that's probably overly some of the people that I arc, but to somebody, maybe, but even just the presence alone of, you know, being there and advocating well, for, you know, yeah. And I'll just, I'll just add on to that from a legal perspective that, that standing up against these things is actually incredibly important as they happen and continuing to raise a voice against that. So I really do appreciate what Jim's doing for, for two reasons that's important. One, the Supreme Court has actually looked at religious monuments on public land and said, well, you know what? Nobody challenged that for 50 years. Nobody made a stink, so they must not think it's religious. This was about the Ten Commandments, which begins, I am the Lord thy God. The Supreme Court basically said, yeah, that's not religious enough. You know, nobody thinks of it as a religious endorsement, so it can stay on public land because they thought nobody had protested it, which turned out not to be true with a little bit of research. Uh, But... So it is really important. And, and I mean, the, the second thing that, that I'll say as, as an attorney who's, who does this for a living, we are far more effective creating the change, that, the legal changes that we want to see when we have active local people involved in these issues. Uh, and Jim has been a fantastic activist for a while. I've known you for what now, six years doing this? Um, five years? So it, it's done. What? Three years you've been doing it? I've only been doing this four years total. Okay. All right. Well, it seems this is how much work you, this is how much work you do, Jim. It seems like I'm doing more than you do. Uh, but we need we need that local activism to support the legal side of things. It doesn't seem like you should, but it absolutely we are far more effective when we have that. And, and and I couldn't agree with you more, which will kind of lead me to my next announcements and maybe a future show. I've just taken on a position with American Atheist as their national field organizer. And hey, with the fo- congratulations, uh, and that focus is to do a grassroots movement with local affiliates, with local groups, and activists, and kind of do, doing a model of what we've done similar here in Kentucky and Cincinnati, fighting for equal rights to separation church and state. And with that uptick, Andrew, I'm sure you're going to see a lot more violations being reported because uh, we are definitely going to help them do that. So I'm yeah, very excited about that. Yeah, uh, congratulations! You're a great yeah. choice for that job. Thank you. We, we made some soft announcements. I think the big announcement will be at the American Atheist Convention in August, uh, but uh, I'm super excited about it. I think we can have a big impact as a grassroots movement, you know, in this fight of separation, church and state. I agree completely. Awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, exciting stuff, like good work being done. And so like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that we will have more conversations in the future about all of these things because then there's yes. all like there's always something new. 
it never ends. Always, it, it never ends. So it's just like to be continued every time we have these conversations. And like, hey, Ken Ham, if you're watching, you still have a chance to come oh, on the podcast. Open imitation, Ken. We'll be nice. Open we'll be friendly. We won't use any swear we, words. No beeps or bleeps for you to like put out there to your <laughs> arc. But like, we hope that you show this at your staff meeting or a fans. <laughs> and then Andrew, I, I got a year to work on a shield for your bat when you come down, right? Yes. I'll get to work on that. Okay. And if we do a Johnson Amendment interview, I will scrap the tie and shirt and I will wear wear a Captain America tee instead. Then we're right. definitely doing a Johnson Amendment. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely. So, okay, guys, to like to wrap up, like, where can people find you on the internet? Because we know everyone wants to keep track of all of this activism and stuff going on. So, Andrew, where can people find you? So, the Freedom From Religion Foundation is ffrf.org. Please join us. We need all the help you can get. Uh, FFRF on all the social media. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook, Andrew L. Seidel. Um, sadly, there's actually an Andrew Seidel. He's like a 60-year-old guy who teaches at the Dallas Theological Seminary. And I just like... <laughs> came on the scene and just ruined his good name with all my atheism. <laughs> that atheist. Um, I know. So, I've, I, so I'm using the L because I kind of feel bad for this guy. Um, so Andrew L. Seidel, if you want to find me on Twitter or Facebook. And Jim, what about you? Uh, Where you can, you can find me at the tristatefreethinkers.com. Soon you'll be able to find me at atheist.org <laughs> as soon as the webpage gets opened. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Jim G. Helton. I use my middle initial for the same reason, Andrew. The problem is you make sure you get the right one because now there's a number of fake accounts of Jim G. Helton's out there. Oh, uh, wow. So I, I have a fan I have a fan club. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to us about the ARC's first birthday and all this <laughs> other stuff that's going on because it never ends. Yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye, guys. This week, the reason we love the internet is not, again, we need to find a different name for this segment. But, but we can't, no. It's not a reason is, to love the internet. I know. I know. But it's just kind of like, you know, what? We're just too lazy to yeah. think of but, something different. Yeah, it, it's just like what we, what we call it. I know it. we're so busy doing so many other things. Let's pretend, okay? Right. Let's pretend. Right. <laughs> Suffering from existential dread. The, all but the time. I got an email. I got an email. Uh, see, we're recording this on June 27th. I got an email on June 23rd from a uh, gentleman. gentleman named Jordan from the website ecowatch.com. He says he's the news and video curator. Um, not sure what that means, but if you're unfamiliar with EcoWatch, I they're not... They're not the nat- like natural news. They're like natural news light. Yeah, yeah it's a good description. They sometimes, and, and what he's doing here in this email is pitching me uh, a title of an article that he wants me to share or is asking me to share, I guess. Uh, call, and the headline is Massive Antarctic Ice Shelf Days from Breaking Off. And talking about, hey, let's point out uh, Big Oil and, and Exxon and blah, 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 blah. And that's all well and good. Uh, I know there's there's some question about the actual accuracy of the article itself. I didn't I didn't even click the link to look at that article. I'm familiar with this website. I knew that they had some bullshit going on on their website. And this is this comes after after <laughs> the funny part. 
funniest part to me, or one of, I should say, is he said, hi, Dad. So he knows my name. Yeah, this is, this is so my favorite says, part. I think you're going to say what my favorite part is, right? <laughs> I'm hoping you can connect me with your social media team. As if there's like, a whole... this motherfucker thinks I have a team. Like a whole troop of people that are, like, doing this shit. No. But, like, let's pretend. Yeah. Right? Let's pretend. I, so... That there's the team. Or, or is he refer? Do you think he's he means I'm like the part of me that is a social media team? Like I have multiple personality disorder. I have. There's a lot uh, of the dance. social media team is here, yeah. and there's there's a lot of dance. But and like, <laughs> but you know what? I, here's the thing. I'm gonna say that I am like you could have just pretty much told this gentleman to like go fuck himself, right? You know, like. And you know, full disclosure, that's yeah. I type that out. Yeah. I type something like, "Hey Jordan, um, how about you nothing personal, yeah. but go fuck yourself and you and your website go fuck themselves." Is what I wrote out first, and I was like, "Wait, I'm better." You're than like, this. "I want to adult so, today." And you pretty much adulted. I, I did, and you then, did. and this is how this is how almost every blog post I've ever done is conceived mm-hmm. and this i should if i were a better blogger and it didn't have like crippling anxiety that i've been dealing with for the last year we need to we need to we should take an episode to talk about those issues but if i didn't have oh, uh that and i could like have better time management and and you know anyway <clears throat> i would i would have turned this into an article and i still might but <laughs> so i'm yeah again i'm kind of proud of this mm-hmm. this response here yeah. uh, so i said uh Hey, Jordan, what's up? How you doing, bro? But said there's no doubt oil companies would suppress data regarding climate change and how it's affecting our environment. So while we're in, in agreement on climate change, there are other issues where your brand sides itself with ideologies that are not supported by evidence. The central tenets of my brand, according to all available credible scientific evidence, are that vaccines are safe and effective, genetically engineered crops are completely safe to eat, and everything you eat is comprised of chemicals of some sort. Organic crops use pesticides, and more than GE crops for that matter, and the dose makes the poison. Caffeine is an, quote, organic pesticide that is 40 times more toxic than Roundup, glyphosate, but that doesn't make caffeine or glyphosate unsafe to use. I mean, we, we all drink caffeine yeah. if i didn't have caffeine i i think i would die we probably would we would not be doing this we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now we would not be yeah. Yeah. like so maybe people are like well we need to stop production of caffeine. <laughs> yeah, anyway continuing <laughs> while there's a hypothesis that monsanto just is just one of many bioseed or biotech seed companies or big pharma a nebulous decentralized enigma of some kind are paying off scientists to suppress research science always wins and that's of course quote from uh Dr. Kevin Folta, friend of the show. You can try to suppress the release of information and data all you want, but when you have the overwhelming majority of scientists, thousands of them around the world, who agree that vaccines work and all GMOs are safe, the conspiracy theory that everyone is a paid shill falls apart. Oil companies' failed suppression of data is evidence of this, and so is tobacco's company's suppression of data. And the rate of leaks coming from, (laughs) I said 45 Trump's administration, is evidence of this. There's no conspiracy theory. Evidence is not being suppressed or ignored, and scientists are not categorically being paid off to support vaccines or GMOs. Peer-reviewed research even shows that most conspiracy theories would fail, meaning someone would run their stupid-ass mouth about it. I didn't put stupid-ass. I felt like it. But, but you like, were mature. Keep, keep your you were sh- mature. Keep your shit yeah. on lockdown. After, but this is and this is true. Uh, most conspiracy theories would fail after about three years' time, and that's uh, uh, plus one. Uh, uh, research article that came out, uh, I think, a year ago, and I, I linked it, of course. If vaccines were dangerous, it would have been leaked decades ago by the same model GE food. If it wasn't safe, yeah. would have been leaked in the early 2000s. And any one of these 
credible articles or uh, research studies that have been done on vaccines, GMOs, autism, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so this is, so I feel like I'm, I'm kind of friendly and just like, Hey, yeah, this, this is my thing. So, uh, I fucking like screenshot their website and send it to them. <laughs> I said, so with that in mind, I'm interested to hear your logic mind asking me if I would be interested in sharing your company's content when your company gives a voice to anti-science conspiracy theorists and writers like Stacey Malkin, who, uh, founded or is a director or something, uh, high up with, uh, the website EWG, or I think the environmental working group. group. Yeah. Uh, where in the article I screenshot is headlined GMO film narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson, a blatant case of Monsanto corporate oh, propaganda. God. Because they're trying so hard, they're trying so they're trying hard, so hard with this, and it's and they only got so far, but in the end, it didn't even matter. It didn't. Oh, oh God, why'd you do that? But yeah, <laughs> continue. <laughs> Furthermore, please explain why I would be interested in helping a website in any capacity whatsoever when you give a platform to RF fucking K Jr., who is one of the most infamous anti-vaxxers actively campaigning to make preventable diseases great again. Anti-vaxxers like RFK Jr., Wakefield, Dell Bigtree, fucker, etc., are literally responsible for needless suffering and deaths of children worldwide by propagating Wakefield's original lie that vaccines cause autism. Wakefield was actually trying to discredit the MMR vaccine in order to promote his own version of the vaccine, according to patent filings Wakefield himself made. And in addition to that, these monsters, I call them monsters. I you never did. use that word. But they, but they are, though. But they are. <laughs> they are monsters. They are, they are horrible monsters. people. It's legit. Terrible yeah. People. Yeah. Fact. And if anybody deserves to be punched, I would think people that are, are literally responsible for the suffering and deaths of children and elderly, I think they deserve it more. I didn't say punch them. I said they deserve it more deserve. than somebody who's just a fucking bigot and an asshole that probably doesn't deserve to exist in the first place. Ooh. But that's neither here nor there. No, it's not. These monsters treat people who have autism as if they're subhuman animals that deserve to be paraded around and used to promote Wakefield's original lie. Of course, talking about the film Vaxxed. Yeah. So these people are just all around assholes. And then I put a article a screenshot. CDC knew its vaccine program was exposing children to dangerous mercury levels since 1999. Written by RF fucking K junior yeah like honestly eco watch like they could go fuck themselves with some of that i feel like that's what i yeah. said you did that's like I, the thesis you did of you it was but i asked some questions i i tried to initiate conversations <laughs> you tried to engage yeah yeah and my the only reason we're even talking about it in this manner at this point in time is uh they've had four days to respond and they haven't i didn't Crickets. expect him to yeah. I didn't expect him to, but... But you tried. I mean... You tried. What are you going to do? And to Jordan's credit, he was probably told by his, you know, his boss or whoever to say, hey, find some pro-science pages, yeah. see if you can get some shares out there, reach out to them. So I'm not faulting him. I'm not saying he's a bad person or anything. He's probably a nice guy. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's got a little... I see the little picture next to his name. He looks friendly if I, I can't really see his face. He's probably he a nice has guy. A face. He's, a, he's a person. He has He's a, a person on the social media team of EcoWatch. He, they have a social media team. Well, he, it says news yeah. and video courier. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't. Ex- I didn't expect him to really respond. I. I it would have been great had he responded, yeah. but I wasn't expecting it because he's he's just a social media guy. I'm assuming just looking for content to get shared and ideas for new content to pass along to writers. Or I'm assuming that's what that means. I don't know what that yeah, means. I, I don't think, know what news I and think video so, but you, is. you know, it's like a produ- producer maybe. Yeah. But you, you know, you, you know, no one knows what a producer things. does anyways. So it doesn't matter. But like you, you know, you just kind of like told him what you thought of the website in, in a detailed way. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. So, so yeah, eco watch pass hard pass. And I think, yeah. I think that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed. I and I think the I think it's important to try to reach out to people yeah. like that to try to 
have some semblance of rational discussion oh, yeah. with people who disagree with you, sure. uh, which is why we, I mean, and of course, of course, like I'm not denying like your first impulse is to say, well, fuck this guy. Yeah, like but... he's a dick, but uh, a, I don't, I don't have evidence that he's a dick other than he works for equal watch, which is pretty somewhat compelling. But you know, maybe but he just needs that... a job. He just needs a job. I like, right. Everyone just needs a job. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> drug traffickers just are, they're just trying to earn they're a, just earn trying a to get by wage. just trying to get by hashtag fight for 15 um <laughs> if that doesn't get an angry treat i don't know what will but yeah so i think yeah it's important to have the discussions like that with people to try to try to engage them try to try. get yeah. some sort of dialogue going there and if they don't want to engage then that that's on them yeah. that's if anything, just evidence uh, kind of mounted against them that they're not being intellectually honest. Oh, we kind of brought it full circle there. Yeah. We started out the show tonight with, with talking about Riza yeah. being just a douche kadoo. And here we go. Yeah. Sam Harris. And oh, look at oh, that. Look at that. Look, look at that. So look good job. That. Good job adulting and like, you know, writing yeah. that kind of email because it, it gave us a little content. I used my big boy you words. did. You totally did. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Nice job. Do you want to? And we'll ha- yeah, we'll have to apologize to the subreddit that we were going to. Well, not it's not even a subreddit. It was a it was a post on Reddit. And if yeah. you haven't seen it, just just look up "dad pineapple head swap" <laughs> something like that. And it's 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 just funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. I spent probably fifteen minutes reading through comments because well, this yeah. guy has been trying to grow a pineapple apparently for years, and finally and did. It did. looks like a great pineapple. <laughs> Posted it on Reddit because he like posed for this it's picture. The best. It looks like a school photo. Holding the pineapple. Oh, it's amazing. It looks like a school photo. Yeah. He doesn't have shoes on. He like took all this time to set it up. Good lighting. Like nice back. Like no like, backdrop. Like nice. he has like an infinity like wall or something. But no shoes, inexplicably. He has socks on, but no shoes. <laughs> and also, fuck socks. That's a topic of another podcast that we will do shortly. How Socks, like the real tyranny affecting America today. Socks. But people have taken his head. They swapped the head and the pineapple. And then, like, shit just got all internet-y. So if you haven't checked it out, you do it. probably should. We'll put, put a link that. to or, it in our notes, and people can click on it and, like, go laugh. Or, I was going to say, or there's something else that may or may not be the most popular thing in the world and we'll all forget about this by yeah. next week yeah speaking of forgetting about this that's not a good segue it, but it could be just make it <laughs> just make it make it sound awful because make it work make it work <laughs> this is podcasting if you enjoyed our show uh why not leave us a five-star rating on itunes or stitcher or i use uh shit i was going to promote the app that I use, yeah. I say promote. I use Pocket Cast. That's okay. the app that yeah. I use, which I love. It's great. So whatever you use, leave us a, leave us a five star rating or a four star or a one star. But you know, all we ask is that you say why, why you don't like us, or why why you think we we eat boogers. But <laughs> if you really, really, really like us, yeah. you can also become a patron and get access to ad free early episodes, just like Michael and Trevor and Nathan and Alice and Michael and Michael and Magnus and Zav, Hannah and Felix and Chris and James and Sarah and Jose have done. And we would be incredibly grateful because that's awesome. And because of that, I can, or I should say the company, the company. not Arrow Straight LLC, yeah. can afford to fly Natalie out to do this live show here in a couple of weeks. So Yay. that's. That's cool, and I assume I'm going to have to like feed you and and Jeff, who Jeff, our super fan, uh, have to feed you guys and probably buy you a drink or nine. I mean, I I do here. I do require food. I do. Um, I could buy my own food. We could talk later. Well, but if you want to like treat me to a meal, <laughs> you could totally treat me to a meal. 
I think I think it'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. We can discuss this off the air. Yes, we're we using can. up valuable studio time. We are. So, do you want me to give you a quote, I don't know what and that then means. we'll and then we'll wrap yeah. this up? Well, I feel like I'm supposed to say like podcast as a science enthusiast, dot com science enthusiast podcast, blog talk radio. Listen to our ads or don'ts. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they don't play, you can't listen to them. Uh, that helps us make money, and maybe we'll shut the fuck up about like everything ads and and i'm gonna send block talk radio a strongly worded email and i'm gonna i'm gonna even underline everything so they know how serious i'm not sending them an email all caps not about this i I actually might send them an email about the issue with like the going back the page because that is annoying as fuck especially when you have the shit the audio file uploaded it took a goddamn like 15 minutes to upload and then it's gone god damn it I may have thrown things. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Of course, I don't I'm know what about happened. Small children. Yeah, probably. I threw, threw a small they're little. child. That's all right. They're, they're resilient. <laughs> their their bones are soft. <laughs> God. Science facts. They are soft. <laughs> Fact. There's the science in this episode right there. Probably not. Probably not my five and seven year old. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> bones probably are pretty pretty sturdy. <laughs> I don't throw children. Don't throw don't throw your children. That was not an endorsement. They're not Nazis. You can't throw them. Why don't you hit us with a quote so we can end this? Because uh, we're, we're just going off the rails. Yeah, it's, it's gone off the rails. All right, quote of the week. Like crazy train. My desire is to know what I have lived that I may know how to live henceforth. And that is Henry David Thoreau. I, uh, I cracked open a book of his the other day, a book of his like journals from when he was moving to Walden and all of that stuff. And... That quote, just at that particular moment that I read it, just felt appropriate for my life, and it ended up in the Google Doc, as things do just end up in these Google but, Docs. But also, that begs the question, what the fuck have I lived? Like, what is what the fuck is happening well, that's, and has happened? Yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't say that I really wanted to think about what I had lived, but just that maybe someday I will. <laughs> and I will learn from stuff. I don't know and, what that means. Well, yeah. I'm slightly yeah. scared, confused. Do you want to think about your life and reflect on it? I don't. Oh, does like, anybody? I live in a state of constant reflection on my life. Why do you think I have anxiety so bad? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I, I can't stop thinking about yeah. <laughs> what what I've lived. If, if only, yeah. if only I could for a minute, I might be able to get a lot more work done. Yeah. So there so there, that quote is a topic for another podcast. <laughs> but um but we don't want to talk anymore this week. Um but next week we'll be back with uh with our addiction and recovery interview with John oh, man, Stewart. We've been teasing that for like three weeks. We've been teasing now. it forever. And you know what? And that it's, was it's no, because and these that's things one... kept, keep coming up. That's more timely. Stuff, yeah. And like yeah. the Archiversary is going to be ha- the Archiversary. It's happening in a week and a half from the time that we're recording now. Yeah. So that's, we need to get that out there. Not yeah. in, So basically, what we're saying is we're prioritizing the protest of the Ark Encounter over any issues you may be having with substance dependency. That's more important. We're not what saying, we're saying that. Clearly. We're not. We're not saying that. That. That's not what. Though, what this I, I said that in sarcasm of font. the show is saying. Not, yeah. Could you not hear? The oh, sarcasm oh, font? sorry, sorry, sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't hear it that well. But, uh, but yeah. So we'll <laughs> we'll be back with that next week, and then we'll have the Scientology episode after that, unless something comes up that then we push that back a week. But anyways, we we've got some really good stuff coming up. We're so, gonna have to do maybe do a live record from nexus maybe. yeah we might try to do something there we've yeah we've got some good stuff so again big thank you to hira for for uh 
stepping in for me last Filling week. Filling in I your was, hole last week. Yeah, while I was doing phrasing stuff. Yeah, life. Life. I, is I said. I said you were on assignment. I was so, on assignment. I totally. I was on. I was on assignment. Like I was doing some really important stuff on assignment. You were. You were on assignment. I was on assignment. So, um, but now I've I've returned from assignment, and I think that the people are going to be stuck with me every week. If that's okay. I. I do you think that something that's care? not okay is I think you wrote just the t- you wrote just the tip here, but yeah. you didn't actually say just the oh, tip. Oh, I didn't did you? no no because I I was not looking at my Google Doc, but I did I wrote that that was like while I was writing like this I was is talking why we to can't myself. Have nice things. It, I I am why we can't have nice things, and I'm sorry, and we should just leave it at that. That me too. Everybody, we're we're really sorry that we exist. <laughs> so come back next week. Or that's don't. I mean, we. You have. You have. Nobody. Remember, said, I said that's a wrap. I, it's, so it's over. That. Don't say that again. I. I've edited. Do you have any idea how many times I've edited that out? I hate you so much. You don't because you don't listen to the shows. You're not a super fan. I. You know what? I can't take any more of myself. So no. I'm oh, not you, a super speaking fan. of, I can't take more of myself. You know what I did last week? I spelled Muslim wrong in the goddamn. I know title. you did. I real. Yeah, I, I know you did. M- 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 I don't know what I don't you even did. Know how to say. Yeah. I yeah, I don't even know how to pronounce it. But I'm gonna be better at, <laughs> at proofreading. <laughs> That's my goal for the well, next week. and what's funny is I literally just now changed it, so it's been like that for a week. Well, whatever. We're again like we're to It's to got anyone, a couple thousand listens to it yeah, too. So to the to the people who are still <laughs> listening to this, like really, thank you. I, I teased thank I teased the ending. Sorry. I said I'm gonna I said I said, Hey, I'm gonna outtake this and we're just gonna have ha he he so be ready oh, for that. God. I why do I do this? I don't know. Why do I do this? What I am I know. doing? Should I <laughs> should should we I don't know how long this episode is this week. I, I'm debating. Should I should I plug in the uh deflating atheism remix that I did or should should we hold off for that for another week? Hold hold off on that. Hold off okay. on that for another week. I think I think because I think we've got enough stuff for this one. So hold off on that because that's that's just oh, kind of fun and funny. I, f- I feel like it's yeah. really good. Yeah. So so like right now this is a tease for that. Like yeah, no, you just set it up. Or you can you go to teased. you can go to my personal Facebook page. I post. Uh, it's friends only. Yeah. So you, you just teased so you can, it. So, yeah. yeah. You can add me as a friend. Oh, I should I should put it on. I did put it on Patreon. So ooh, if you're a patron, ooh. you have access already. Look at you. There you go, special people. Look at you. Look at them. We love you guys. Right. <laughs> Look at what you've done. <laughs> all right, done. Are you not? Are you not entertained? I am entertained all the time. One more thing about Blog Talk fucking radio. Oh dear they, God! Yeah, you get what? two thousand characters for your show notes, oh. which is ample, which is fine. Yeah. Except they count formatting code as yeah. one of your characters, so like the yeah. shit you can't see that tells your web browser hey this is a hyperlink they count each one of those characters and so a hyperlink that's maybe what 15 actual characters long it thinks it's like a hundred yeah so it's so that's why the show notes are like nothing which maybe is a good thing for people but it makes it hard for us to link to things that we want people to click on and promote like the patreon at patreon.com slash tc podcast i love that voice it's like (laughs) that sounds so official You've got you've got that voice. You've got the like phone sex voice, and then you've got your standard. Oh, speaking of phone sex, we're supposed to have Trevor Valley back on, and we're yes. gonna have a phone yeah. phone sex voice off, aren't we? Uh, you, yeah, you guys could do that, and I'll be the judge because I'm not Ooh. phone sexing anybody. Ooh. 
Ooh. Are you sure you're not? 100%. Can you, could you be persuaded? No. No. Are no. You, just. Are you sure? This, this is doing nothing for me I'm right gonna now. Keep, I'm going to keep asking you until you change your mind because that in no way is creepy or <laughs> pressuring you into doing something that you don't want to do. Oh, no. Just, I'll just keep saying no and I'll, then I'll say something annoying like that's a wrap. So you have to edit this out and stop the I, recording. I, and... I've, I, I think, to be honest, I don't know that I've ever left that in any yeah. episode ever. I think I've <laughs> edited it out every time. And sometimes you, you do like an awkward like transition out. And I'll say something. Another piece of feedback we, we got is we say like too much. So I made a concerted effort to not say like. It's not working. I keep saying it. And I, I so now this is one more thing for me to obsess over. All right, so I will. I'll obsess over that next week, then, or yeah, the next time we do this, I'll obsess over whether or not I say like a lot. Which I mean, I, I know I do, but you know what? Fuck it. I just can't help it right now. Sorry. Again, another thing to apologize for. And I've realized the word again is my filler word, and I picked that up like from somebody else, and it's just language is contagious. <laughs> done i think so okay right, that's right at 30 that was enjoyable uh, that was I'm gonna fun go get another beer we got to get to the bottom i know of this. There, this there's is, a lot of is... a lot of in-depth research i need to do but um so god anyways <laughs> i'm gonna spend a lot of time googling tonight I, i'm just gonna that's what i'm doing tonight i'm just gonna google foreskins <laughs> so god asshole he would like did you just say he he <laughs> no i didn't no i didn't <laughs> the music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC, all rights reserved.